my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Happy Full House Friday, everyone. Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. Well, today I'm bringing to you the next episode and the Jesse and Joey career series or career duo series, however you want to say it, <laughs> with season two, episode 13, Working Mothers, which aired May... Excuse me. I'm sorry, guys. It's 8.30 in the morning. <laughs> February 3rd, 1989. So we've just entered the 80s. No, we haven't. See, again, guys, it's 8.30 in the morning. <laughs> we are in the final year of the 80s here. In this episode, after Jesse and Joey are offered full-time jobs and at an ad agency, they struggle to decide if they can do the job and still be moms to the girls. Well, basically, they are yes. They are offered a full-time position after securing a big client for the company. And they're trying to juggle full-time work where most likely they'll be out of the house for a good portion of the day. They could even be working at home, bringing their work home with them. And the girls get upset because, well, who's going to be here to watch us when we go home from school? That was kind of the point of having Jesse and Joey move in. So there would be somebody to take the girls while Danny worked. Now, the guys are going to be working full time. How's that going to work out? Alright, so this episode's got a 6.9 out of 10 based on 306 ratings. We have James Hampton as Mr. Malatesta. We, ah! Oh, we have Jesse's mom, Irene Katsopoulos, played by Yvonne Wilder. We have Edna Foley, played by Nora Masterson. Those are our guest stars for this episode. So, directing this episode, we have Peter Baldwin. Writers on this episode, just Jeff Franklin. He was the only one that had his hands in writing this episode. All right, so do we have any trivia? Here we go. DJ supposedly gets her green belt, but she has mentioned in the past she was a purple belt and was even shown with a purple belt. It is possible she got her green belt after she got her purple belt. Well, this person is, again... This, it doesn't feel like trivia to me. This is, anything can be edited on IMDb. And it just feels like this is something, someone has karate knowledge and they want to put it in here as an opinion. It's not trivia in my eyes. We do have goofs. DJ supposedly gets her green belt, but she has mentioned in the past that she has a purple belt and was even shown with a purple belt. A purple belt is more advanced than a green belt. Despite becoming a green belt, DJ's fists are not properly balled up when she's practicing. Okay, um, karate guy. <laughs> I don't know what to say. To each their own. Like I said, if anyone wanted to go on and edit and add 
trivia. Kudos to them. Let's see. We have a user review from Mitch RMP. 7 out of 10. Titles it Home Alone with a question mark. This is from February 22nd, 2014. When Jesse and Joey make a big hit with the jingle, they are asked to do the entire ad campaign. If all goes well, they will have permanent jobs at the advertising agency. The problem? Who will take care of the girls? Obviously, Danny isn't a very good mom in this episode. After all, who can help DJ with her karate moves? And Stephanie with her Elvis impersonations. After sticking it out with Danny for one day, the girls decide they'd rather have Danny and Jesse. Oh, Joey and Jesse. It's a pretty simple episode where all the problems are resolved within 25 minutes and the outcome is just is just the one they wanted. And like I said in the last episode, I think in the last episode when I said I was covering Working Mothers, I bet anything, if it were a possibility for everyone to work at home, I wouldn't be surprised if they took that option. I mean, if I could make bank working at home, believe you me, I would be doing it. But just like the reviewer said, yes, and most of these, like most of these episodes, they do work out in the end. They do have a satisfied ending. Maybe not a quote-unquote realistic ending, but a satisfied ending for the characters and possibly for the viewers. Now, of course, before I officially get into the episode, I want to let the Tanner newbies, a.k.a. the new podcast listeners who just jumped aboard the Tanner train, a.k.a. the podcast, I want to let you know where you can listen, where you can find the podcast on social media, the email address, all that fun stuff. First of all, if you're listening to this podcast, thank you. Second of all, you're probably listening to it on one of two platforms. Apple Podcasts, or SoundCloud. The one thing about Apple Podcasts that is different from SoundCloud is Apple Podcasts isn't necessarily always going to have all the episodes. They only have a certain amount, it seems like. Whereas SoundCloud has all the episodes. And when I'm saying that, I'm more referring to the other shows that I've covered, the other platforms the Looking Back on My Wonder Years podcast, and the Punky Brewster podcast. Now, I've done more shows than just those particular titles that I upload episodes to. You'll find Full House on the Punky Brewster podcast. You'll find Full House on the Looking Back on My Wonder Years podcast. It's just so basically those that have been listening to those podcasts because those podcasts came before this one and you're they're used to those particular podcasts and like well I don't want you to miss out so that's why I'm putting that podcast on those two platforms next social media mainly I'm I do have an Instagram page I'm not nearly as active on it as I was however the Facebook Podcast page for the Full House Fuller House podcast is active every week. I'll upload the latest episode. At the end of the month, I'll give you a heads up as to what I'm going to be covering in the next month because I don't go episode by episode, season by season. I do themes. This is the only show that I 
have done that for. And this is mainly going to be the only show that I will do something like that. The other shows, Punky Brewster, Wonder Years, Silver Spoons, Mr. Belvedere, Small Wonder... Those shows, I've went in chronological order for it. Well, Mr. Belvedere, no, not so much. I have jumped around. And there are shows that I will do that with. Because, like it or not, I've been doing this now for six years. So, (laughs) um, there are some shows that just I'm not doing every single episode. That's just, I've I've done that a handful of times already, so. Anyway, if you want to email the podcast, you can do so at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. I always put the email address in the episode description on SoundCloud. And lastly, if you'd like to e- if you'd like to send a review for the podcast because every podcast needs support, I advise just to go to iTunes, type in Full House or Fuller House. The Oh My Lanto Holy Chalupas podcast will pop up. Click on it. You can scroll down to where it says leave a review and leave a review. You can have fun with the review. Ask me a trivia question on either show. You can use emojis to describe episode titles. Tell me who your favorite character is. Fun stuff like that. All five-star reviews do help the podcast get noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans like yourselves. And lastly, lastly, of course... The reason I created this podcast, of course, is because I love the show. I've grown up with the show. I still watch it outside of podcasting about the episodes. And I wanted to create a Full House podcast a little unlike other Full House podcasts that are out there. I wanted it to be an ears of all ages podcast. And what I mean by that is I mean I wanted it to be of content where parents who have grown up with the show who are introducing their children to the show, to either show, where they could come and listen and not have to worry about any F-bombs, any type of inappropriateness, and, and any of that stuff. Just, I just, because there are some podcasts out there for Full House. Some are ready to eat for, um, C for clean. Mine is one of them. There are some that are rated E for expletive, which means basically there's adult content, inappropriate content that is not meant for children's ears. So just use your judgment. Listen with caution. That's all I say. So if you've been listening for a while or you've just been listening for a couple months, you do know that... At the end of 2023, I will be wrapping up the Full House portion of the podcast. And in 2024, I will be wrapping up the Fuller House portion of the podcast, which basically means I'm going to be hitting episodes that I have not touched since I started this podcast four years ago. After that, when both shows have been completed, doesn't mean the podcast is going to go away. It just means I'm to be having to come up with new Full House or Fuller House related content for the podcast. I have Full House Stephanie books to review. There's fun videos on YouTube that I can review in regards to Full House. Just fun stuff like that. I also, even though this 
particular podcast episode won't go up until October, and you'll probably already be knee-deep in another Full House podcast is presented by Dave Coulier. Yes, another so uh, another TV star is doing a rewatch podcast, and let me tell you, I am here for it. A hundred percent. Now, the thing is with that, though, the only thing I don't know is whether this is a podcast that will be, I would think, for me, I would think, honestly, it would be a clean podcast. I, I'm just guessing because there are others out there of the Full House fame that do have podcasts. Jody Sweden has one that she co-hosts with a friend. Bob Saget had a podcast before he passed away, which I haven't listened to yet, but I definitely want to. <clears throat> I believe he may have had Candace Cameron Bure on there, Jody Sweden, possibly John Stamos, Dave Coulier. I'll have to listen for that. But then again, I don't know 100% whether his podcast is clean or, or whether it is rated E for expletive. So. But I'm just... Honestly, I am so looking for this. This podcast couldn't come at such a better time. Honestly, and just I'm thinking of John Stamos commented how he wants to be a guest on Dave's podcast, and I'm just like, yeah. oh, and you you know you know he's gonna get the girls on there and and everything. So I think it's gonna be cool. One podcast that I think you can find episodes of it. On, I believe you can find them on YouTube or maybe on Spotify. Or maybe it's Podbean. One of them, I believe, does have some Fuller House podcast episodes in regards to where they interviewed the cast of Fuller House. Not not everyone, but it feels like Jody Sweden, Andrea Barber, Sonny Bringus, Michael Campion, Elias Harger... And they went through some of the episodes, and it was just fun. It was fun because it was at the time when the show was still on, and they were talking. I think they were, it was right around after season one finished, and they were talking about season two and their hopes for the characters and going forward and stuff like that. So it's really some of the other. Um, uh, Gail Edwards, who played Vicky, yes, they managed to get her on the show, and it's so, so cool. So definitely search that podcast out on YouTube, Podbean, stuff like that. All right, without further ado, let's jump into Working Mothers. However, we usually, and it only started with season two, we get these cold open, so I'm excited to see what this one is. Again, this is another episode just like Jingle Hell that I don't really watch a whole lot. It's not a big, it's not one that I watch on the regular, like the holiday episodes, or the back-to-school episodes, or the summerish episodes. So that's how I go. My episodes are based on, like, what time of year it is. Like, you know you're not going to watch a Christmas episode in July, unless you want to, which is totally cool. So we're in the living room, and DJ and Stephanie are holding Michelle's hands because they have her on those Fisher-Price rollerblades really don't do anything. Uh, they also have a helmet on her. They got her in so much safety gear. 
And DJ is praising Michelle, even though, again, Stephanie and DJ are holding her hands. Oh, Michelle, you did great. What an athlete. And Stephanie, the skeptic, is, <laughs> DJ, what's the big deal? We're holding her hands. It's almost like this doesn't count. I like how Michelle turns and looks up at Stephanie. And DJ tells Stephanie, like, Steph, I'm building her confidence. But again, here comes Stephanie. This is such a waste of time. She's two years old. I didn't skate till I was four. And again, Michelle looks up at Stephanie. I was like, really? Surprise to Michelle if she could talk and say, wow, you're a late bloomer. Look at her go! Well, as much as you can go in Fisher Price roller skates. Uh, yeah, she, Michelle lets go of their hands and starts walking on the area. She's just taking steps. She's not actually skating. But even still, I mean, she's doing it. And DJ looks at Stephanie and says, well. And Stephanie says, she's lying about her age. So, yeah, they had her in a safety helmet and also knee pads. And, oh, and elbow pads. I like this cold open. I thought it was cute. I like them being sisters together. Alright, way to go Michelle. What an athlete. EJ, what's the deal? We're holding her hands. I'm building her confidence. This is a waste of time. She's two years old. I didn't skate till I was four. So we come out of the intro, we are in Jesse's bedroom where his equipment is set up with the keyboard, the recording equipment. Equipment. So both Joey and Jesse, they're trying to come up with a jingle for Hurry Mart. And they end up doing an impression of Sammy Davis Jr. And it just, it comes off not great. I, mm. I'm not a fan. I don't think their client would be a fan either. So again, they're trying to do this while the girls are in school. And Jesse asks Joey, well, how much time do we have before the girls come home from school? And Joey tells Jesse, well, at the stroke of three, we turn back into housewives. So Jesse says, all right, Joey, quickly. What comes to your mind? What's the first thing that comes into your mind when I say 24-hour convenience store? Six dollars for a loaf of bread. Are you sure he's not thinking a 2020? <laughs> I mean, I don't think that bread has gotten that high yet, but I'm sure it's pretty close to that. Especially if you get those specialty type, you know, gluten-free or just all these other specialty type breads that they have out there. You're probably looking at $6 for a loaf of bread. So I guess their slogan, Hurry Mart's slogan is, Hurry Mart has everything you need on your way home. Joey comes up with something genius. He says, yeah, kind of like the old general store. And Jesse comes up with at least the lyrics. As he says, that's it. Hurry Mart, the great American general store. 
But then what if Harry Mart says, well, we're a convenience store. There's a difference. I mean, when you think general store, you know, it almost feels like kind of like a mom and pop place where they set their own prices. They kind of own insurance. For, I mean, and the thing is, convenience store, it's for your convenience. Like, oh, I forgot to pick up a loaf of bread. Or, oh, I got to go get some milk for breakfast tomorrow. Totally forgot. Don't want to go to Walmart because the lines are nuts. Let's pop in here <clears throat> to Hurry Mart, grab what we need, bam, we're out the door, we're home. Simple, simple. And again, yeah, after you, it's like on your way home from your job, most likely. Or on your way home, like you're picking the kids up from soccer practice, let me go grab something real quick. Whereas you go to a Walmart or Target... Sure, it's not going to be as busy, but still, you're going to have all those self-checkout lanes. Half of them are going to be used. The other half aren't going to be working for some reason. And you're stuck basically waiting in line. Granted, at this time in this show in 89, they didn't have self-checkout. Not at that point. And not to mention, I don't think credit cards were heavily, not like we use regular debit and credit cards now. It just seems like back then, credit cards were something you used a couple times a year. If that, basically around Christmas, like, hey, let me put my Christmas presents that I, gifts I'm getting for people on the credit card. Boom, we do our taxes. We'll pay off the credit. You know that kind of thing. I love how Joey says, "Yeah, I love it." Kind of like a little mini mart on the prairie. Yeah. I, that, I like that wording. That does sound nice. So, they struck gold, and Jesse's like, well, how much time do we have left? You have no time. The girls are back. Stephanie's back from the honeybees. I love Stephanie's. She's got her hair in braids. She's got one of the little scrunchy hair ties is black. The other one is yellow to match her honeybee outfit. DJ is in the running for worst outfit already. She's wearing a uh, sweater button-up. It's just really tacky looking because it's got black and white checked on the sleeves and the lower half of the sweater. And then it's like white for the most part. And then it's got like black little polka dot thing. It's just, it's just... I mean, I get it. She goes with her black turtleneck, but it's just not appealing in any way. Now, unless I find something else that looks worse, she's clearly in the ring for worse outfit of the episode. So, apparently, Jesse forgot that it's his day to drive the honeybee carpool. So, both Jesse and Joey are part of the honeybees? I always kind of thought that was joey's thing because he's the one that later on two seasons from now goes with stephanie to the slumber party so all right already the girls are using the guys for what like you gotta drive the carpool she's already dressed ready to go to the meeting like all right let's not be late dj goes over to joey like hey joey can you help me with my karate i just need you to be a body so i can work out my moves and Joey says, oh yeah, sure, go for it. He's holding a pencil and DJ takes her hand and shoves the pencil in half while he's holding it. I mean, it's not a block of wood, but it's impressive. I think you can do the same thing with a pencil if you just 
bend it in half to the point where it breaks. <laughs> and Joey says, oh, I pity the guy who has to attack you, who attacks you with a pencil. And Stephanie's got something going on with the honeybees. They have a talent show coming up. And of course, Jesse, being an Elvis connoisseur, obsessed, obsessed with Elvis, he's, he's your go-to. You want to know anything about Elvis? You want to learn an Elvis song? You want to learn how to curl the lip? Jesse's your guy. He's your go-to. She's, hey, can you teach me how to do an Elvis song for the talent show? So, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll be proud to help you out, little mama. <laughs> and then she's like, thank you, you're beautiful, uncle. And he's like, no, no, no. So he's going to school her in the proper Elvis. Get that honeybee collar up. Curl the lip. He basically takes his finger and holds her her lip up. And she says, thank you very much. You're a beautiful uncle. Joseph, Joseph, Joseph. I need something to give this jingle some pizzazz, you know? Sammy. We'll both do it. We'll give him kind of a Sammy double whammy. Yeah, okay. Good thinking, man. Kind of a dueling Sammy. All right. Shop fast. Shop smart. Shop around the clock. Hurry, Mart. And I mean that, babe. <laughs> loses it without the real Sammy. All right. We've got to have this thing done by tomorrow. How much time do we have before the girls come home? Well, at the stroke of three, we're turned back into housewives. All right, quick. What comes to your mind when I say 24-hour convenience store? Six dollars for a loaf of bread. It's <laughs> not a catchy jingle. I think. Now, uh, Hurry Mart has everything you need on your way home. Kind of like the old general store. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Hurry Mart. The great American general store. I love it. Kind of like a little mini mart on the prairie. <laughs> yes. All right, how much time do we have left? Hi. None. <laughs> so, Jesse, it's your day to drive the honeybee carpool. We can't be late. I'm ready to buzz out of here. Joey, will you help me with my karate? Sure, go for it. Hi-ya! Ooh, I pity the guy who tries to attack you with a pencil. <laughs> Elvis song for the Honeybee Talent Show? I'll be uh, happy to help you out there, little mama. Thank you very much. You're beautiful. No, no. Get, get the honey collar up, get the lip up. Go ahead, try it again. Thank you very much. You're beautiful. So, in the next scene, we're in the kitchen. They got the little table for Michelle to color at. Jesse is pacing with the phone. Just pleading with it to ring. And every time he says, ring, Michelle says, ring. <laughs> and he says, not you, the telephone, huh? Here comes Joey with like three to four garbage bags. And he says, well, I did it. Finally cleaned out under my bed. Oh, God, what? Oh, my God. Danny, I pray you don't have bugs. I pray you don't have any creepy crawlies of any kind. That is disgusting. Unless it was just a bunch of clothes he shoved under there. And it's like, hey, I can just buy new. I'll throw this stuff away. No, if it were clothes, he would have just thrown it in the wash. He can't. I mean, he's a struggling comedian. He ain't going to just throw away clothes. Even though they have been under his bed for three to six months. 
Jesse is stressing. He says, Joey, the ad agency was supposed to call 1.30. It's, as he looks at his watch, it's 1.32. The thing, when I was younger and, you know, I couldn't drive yet, so I was waiting for someone to pick me up. I would get so anxious and agitated because a person who said they'd be here at this time and they're like 15 plus minutes late and I'm just, I can't deal with it. I can't. It's like you say you're going to be somewhere. You say you're going to do that. You do it. You leave early. You give yourself plenty of time and you get there. I would rather a person be early than be late. So they... Gave the Hurry Mart jingle to the client, and they're just waiting to hear a response whether it's been accepted or rejected. Jesse, being the negative Ned that he is, is all like, oh, they must have hated our jingle. That's why they haven't called. But Joey is the glass half full kind of guy, because he says, you know, it's obvious what happened. They love the jingle so much, they threw a party and just completely lost track of time. It happens. Semi-unlikely, but again, glass-half-full kind of guy. It always seems like there's always, with two people, you got your you, you got your positives and you got your negatives. You got people that are going to, like myself, I, I worry a lot and stuff like that. So I'm, But I also try to keep a good balance of trying to also remain positive in some ways. So it almost feels like I I'm, I try to be a glass half full kind of person, but also I, I can tend to be, especially if my mood goes south, a glass half empty kind of person. So in a way, it kind of balances out based on the situation. And Jesse says, what's obvious is when you were a baby, someone played bongos on your soft spot on your head. So apparently they're heavy. I don't know what's in those garbage bags, but... They're like, come on, Michelle, take a walk with us because, you know, they don't want to leave her unattended. And they go out there and she shuts the door on them. And apparently the door locks automatically. So now they're telling her, Michelle, get the phone because now the phone is ringing. Oh, my. You couldn't have waited 20 some minutes to throw that stuff out. Sure, it's been rotting under your bed. A few more minutes isn't gonna hurt it. So she picks up the phone and says, "Hi, man." And Jesse says, jo- "Michelle, it's the ad agency. Grab a pencil from the desk and take a message." Joey looks at Jesse like he's lost his mind. He says, "Oh, and I live in a dream world, Jesse." <laughs> They're asking if Jesse or Joey are there, and Michelle says. Joey, bye-bye. And you see Joey like, no, Joey, here, here. Because they're right outside that kitchen window. <laughs> and she says, bye, man, and hangs up the phone. And Michelle takes off running for the living room. And she's going to the front door. Let's try to beat her to it. Oh, yelling, like, Michelle. Danny intercepts her halfway out the kitchen door. So Danny asks, well, where's Joey and Uncle Jesse? And Michelle says, patio. And again, Danny is wild because Michelle is learning all these words. And he's like, did you say patio? When did you learn to say patio? It's just amazing. Like, when did you? And then she says, Sunday. And he asks, 
When did you learn to say Sunday? It doesn't matter where she learned it or when she learned it. Just the fact that she's learning, she's talking. And she said, Monday. Jesse and Joey are now running back to, through the backyard. Oh, my goodness. Jesse is begging as he's struggling with the doorknob, saying, if you open the door, I'll give you a cookie and a kiss. And, of course, Danny opens it and says, okay, where's my cookie and my kiss? get the cookie and right away the phone rings so clearly they're like hey just hang up the phone we'll call back in a few minutes hopefully an adult will answer okay so mr malatesta is their boss so he's hopefully calling to give them the good news and just like oh yeah you just call up we gotta get a new answering service for like yeah when i called a minute ago a baby answered you really need to work out like get your own private line for if you're going to work for me so I can actually get a hold of you and not the umpteen members in your family. Well, because we know Jesse's got a phone in his room. Joey's got one in his room. Danny's got one in his room. DJ, at some point, will get one in... Well, she already does have one in her room, but she doesn't have her own line. There's also one in the living room. There's like six or seven phones in this house. Jesse lets out a shriek of it. Excitement. Woo! Joseph, they bought our jingle! Yes! That is just like you're on Cloud Nine, just just you're waiting for good news and just to find out. 
I mean, all right, even like if you're waiting to find out if you got a job, uh, your dream job, and you just, you get that, that news, and you're just, you're so elated, and it's such a, it is such a wonderful feeling. Maybe you're not as good as winning the lottery, but it's up there. It's a good feeling. Of course, I'm sure Mr. Malatesta can hear all of this, because Jesse doesn't bother to, like, put the phone up to, you know, his chest so his boss can't hear him screaming with excitement. And then he goes back to the phone and like, yes, that's awfully good news, sir. He's, like, trying to go back to maintaining a level of professionalism. So I'm kind of curious when Jesse, did he, he must have gotten the okay to have Joey on as a contributing partner in writing jingles and stuff. Because it's not like he's like, hey, you want to work with me? We'll split my, I'm going to split his paycheck. But he would have had to have gotten his boss's permission. Like, hey, this guy's really good. He really helped me out with these last few jingles. I think he would be a benefit to the company. And I'm sure the boss said, yeah, whatever gets you there, Jesse. Yeah, we'll hire him on, of course. So both guys go to their rooms to get ready to head out to see Mr. Malatesta. And Danny says, Hey, someone still owes me a kiss. And Michelle gives him a kiss on the cheek. Aww. I'll get the cookie. <laughs> I'll get it. Hello. Mr. Malatesta. Hey, you just called. We gotta get a new answering service. <laughs> Woo! They bought our jingle oh, jokes. Yes. Yes. Yeah. All right. That's awfully good news, sir. <laughs> okay. Great. We'll be down there. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. All right, Joseph. We'll get ready. Somebody still owes me a kiss. Thanks. I was hoping it would be you. <laughs> so I gotta say, as far as sets go, whenever we're away from the house, I love, and I'm gonna love even more, their office that they get. But I love this set design for the ad agency. And Joey says, oh, wow, you, yeah, because he's like, hey, good work, boys. And Joey says, you really like your jingle? And I like what Mr. Malatesta says here. He says, no, I like my wife. I love the jingle. Jesse with this exaggerated laugh when you're like, <laughs> so it's not really funny, but you're trying to, like, be semi-polite. There's a shot of, I'm guessing, the Golden Gate Bridge right outside the window. That is a really catchy jingle. I do like it. He's like, yeah, it's catchy. It's like, hurry, Mart, the great American general store. It just, it flows. It's quick. It's just, it's so good. So now that they've created the jingle, I like how the boss kind of gives them a little added curve ball to the scenario. It's like, okay, so you've created the jingle. How would you guys like to take that jingle and turn it into a whole campaign? Like, basically... Pitching a commercial, I guess. I thought it was just these. I thought it was just like a radio ad jingle, but I think that's really wild. It's like you got this part done. How would you like to do the rest of it? And Joey's, yeah, they're like surprised. Like, really, you you want us to do the whole commercial, like the dialogue concept and the whole deal? And Mr. Malatesta says, yeah, exactly. I want this commercial to be the best you've ever come up with. And Jesse says, yeah, no problem there. I mean, uh, <laughs> we've never come up with one before. And with the fake laughter. This guy 
coolest boss. He, he, you know, he has faith in them. That's why he's giving them this opportunity. They've already struck gold with some winners of past jingles that they've done. So this is awesome. Three jingles in a row that they've sold. And he says, hey, if you do well on this project, I'm going to offer you a full-time job. And that's amazing because, again, I mean, maybe in the 80s you maybe didn't. I mean, and this is TV. Maybe you did have to have qualifications like a degree. Maybe you did because neither Jesse nor Joey have a degree as far as when it comes to advertising and whatever degree you probably would need to have in order to do this. Um, I don't know if they would just take someone who doesn't have previous experience for something like that. Nowadays, you probably would have to have some form of a, a degree, but this is great for them. And Jesse says, thank you, sir, so much. And he says, come on, Joseph, sir, we're going to be back next week with brilliance. And he didn't say that there's a deadline. <laughs> he says, oh, wait, wait, no, we got a presentation to put together. We, we pitch it to the client tomorrow. Tomorrow! Tomorrow! Oh, God. Stress City. They came up with a jingle, now they got to come up with a concept for a commercial. If you thought two hours to write a jingle about a tire is agonizingly <laughs> stressful, try coming up with an entire concept for a commercial in less than 24 hours. But hey, there's two guys. They've come up, they've struck gold three times in a row now. That's good. Uh, I'm sure they'll be able to work something out. First, they're laughing, thinking he's joking. It's like, nah, he's not. That is not a I'm laughing with you face. That is a I'm serious. <laughs> the look that he's giving them is an I am dead serious right now. You might want to get a jump on this. What are you two still doing here? Get cracking. That office is gorgeous for 1989 it's so good looking and yeah yeah they're looking around like wow and their boss says do you like the office and joey says oh no we like your wife we love the office like, i would not have mentioned his wife <laughs> the look at his face because again there, there's so much laughing He's got this look of, I mean, it's one thing for him to say it because he says, that's his wife. But when you try to say it, it just comes off weird and creepy because he's got to like, <laughs> uh, I'm creeped out. <laughs> they should have said, no, we like the hurry marching. We love this office. <laughs> Oh, no, wait a minute. No, he wasn't confused. He, well, I thought he was just kind of creeped out by like, my wife. No, he's like, it took, like, it took him a second to latch on to, oh, like he just got the joke. Like, you like, oh, oh, yeah, I get it now. <laughs> That's good. Such exaggerated hamminess. I mean, I love, but still. The whole throwing the head back and <laughs> you know that's okay, okay that's enough. They shut the door and Jesse's like, what's with this guy? That's, they're basically playing on like it's their boss. 
just laugh at whatever he says because yeah there they are very fine work gentlemen thank you thank you mr malatesta you really liked our jingle no i like my wife i love the jingle <laughs> it's so catchy hurry mart the great american general store yeah how would you guys like to take that jingle and turn it into a whole campaign Really? You want us to do a whole commercial, the dialogue, the concept, the whole deal? Exactly. I want this commercial to be the best one you've ever come up with. That's no problem there. We've never come up with one before. <laughs> <laughs> I have faith in you guys. You've sold us three jingles in a row, and if you do well on this project, I'm going to offer you a full-time job. Great. Oh, thank you, sir. Yes, sir. All right, come on, Joseph. We'll be back next week with brilliance. And no, no, wait. But we've got a whole presentation to put together today because we pitch it to the client tomorrow. Uh. <laughs> Come on, guys. Right this way. Right over here. Make yourselves at home. Thank you. Right. Whoa. Yes. You like the office? No, we like your wife. We love the office. <laughs> oh, 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 you like So we get back to the house. Danny is talking on the phone to Jesse. Jesse's saying, hey, look, we got to get this commercial taken care of and everything. And Danny's like, hey, Jess, don't worry about it. You know, I'll cover for you with the girls. It'll be fine. And while he's talking to Jesse on the phone, he's got a little... um inflatable mat or something that DJ is using to punch for she's basically practicing her karate <laughs> and DJ's asking Danny like dad can you raise raise it up a little higher and Danny's like honey look I'll be off the phone in a minute okay just practice your scary faces and DJ just rolls her eyes and walks out of the living room like Whatever, Dad. Danny wants to throw himself into the mix. We're like, hey, Jess, if you guys get stuck, you need any ideas or anything, just let me. And then Jesse hangs up on him. Like, no. Stephanie comes in. Oh, my gosh. This is the most adorable sweater since the hot chocolate sweater. It's a red and yellow Scotty sweater. It's red and then in the middle of it, is yellow. It says Scotty in red lettering, and it's got a little Scotty dog on either side of the word Scotty. And it's also bordered by teal. Her collar also is bordered by teal, the same as the cuffs of her sweaters, teal. And it just, I think that's favorite. That's that's uh, definitely best outfit of the episode. But she comes in because she's asking where Uncle Jesse is. Like he's supposed to teach me an Elvis song for the Honeybee Talent Show. Danny explains to them, girls, Uncle Jesse and Joey are stuck at work. Stephanie is <clears throat> a hair away from panicking. She says, uh, but the talent show for the honeybees is tomorrow. I don't know whether to curl my hips or wiggle my lips or what. Girl, just put on an Elvis video. I'm sure Jesse's got plenty of them. You can just study his movements. And DJ says, tomorrow is my test for my green belt and I need help with my karate. 
Danny says, I love how he rubs his hands together like, nobody panic. I'm going to teach you, Elvis. I'm going to teach you how to do karate. Because apparently Elvis did karate. The girls both look at each other like, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, he, Danny puts his collar up and he's singing um, Heartbreak Hotel while trying to do some not great karate moves. It's like he's trying to do two things at once, and it just looks atrocious. DJ just has this look of her on her face like, Dad, please stop. But Stephanie's into it. Bob, you gotta move over. Because <laughs> he's, like, kicking the couch with the back of You actually can see the couch, like, shift back. Like, you're not giving yourself enough room, especially he's trying to do these high kicks, these high, high kick moves. Wearing jeans. Jeans have got to be the most constricting fabric ever to exist. That and leather. The audience apparently loves it because they're applauding him. <laughs> and I'm just like, that will haunt my nightmares forever. And he says, thank you very much. And Stephanie asks, that was Elvis? Danny says, yeah. DJ <laughs> She asks Presley Yeah, it was not good at all. I'd be like, Dad, please don't ever do that again. Please, I beg thee. I if I were a second like oh, there's gotta be an Elvis tape somewhere. I'll find one. Yeah, don't worry, Jesse. I'll cover for you with the girls. Dad, can you raise it a little higher? Honey, I'll be off the phone in a minute. Just practice your scary faces. So, uh, hey, Jess, if, uh, if you guys get stuck and need me help with funny ideas for your commercial, I could... Hello? Hello? You're supposed to teach me an Elvis song for the Honeybee Talent Show. Girls, Uncle Jesse and Joey are stuck at work. But the Honeybee Talent Show is tomorrow. I don't know whether to curl my hips or wiggle my lips or what. <laughs> And tomorrow's my test for my green belt. I need help with my karate. Nobody panic. I am going to teach you how to do Elvis, and I'm going to teach you how to do karate. Because Elvis did karate. <laughs> Watch this. Well, since my baby left me, ha, found a new place to dwell. Yeehaw! Down at the end of Lonely Street at the Heartbreak Hotel. He's now, I feel so lonely. I feel so lonely. I feel so lonely. I could die. Thank you very much. That was Elvis? Yeah. Presley? So it's nighttime, Danny and the girls, he's getting ready for bed, and he goes to bend over to pick up Mr. Bear, who's on the floor, which I don't understand why that is. But when he bends over, he immediately, his hand falls to his back, he's like, oh! And DJ, right away, is like, Dad, are you okay? And he's like, uh, yeah, a little too much Elvis. He says, I'm down at the end of Backache Street and Bengay Motel. Bengay Hotel. <laughs> I thought that was clever, whoever wrote that line. 
Jesse and Joey come in and are like, oh, sorry we're late because the kids are already ready to go to bed. And DJ says, it's no big deal. Dad taught me karate. Karate. And Stephanie adds, yeah, he also taught me Elvis. And Jesse looks at Danny and asks, with a raised eyebrow, Presley? So Danny asks how work went, and Joey says, yeah, the boss loved our ideas, and they got it ready to go to pitch to the client tomorrow, and if the client loves it and buys it, both Joey and Jesse are looking at full-time jobs. And Danny says, yeah, that's great. Hey, girls, isn't that great? And DJ and Stephanie are not enthused at all. DJ says, I think so. And Stephanie says, I guess. <laughs> so as Joey and Jesse go to leave, Danny remarks on, wow, this is so amazing. You know, when you two moved in here, you didn't even like each other. And now you're working together and advertising. Danny seems more enthused. He's like, this is one of the happiest days of my life. Now you're going to be working full time together. Well, don't they already kind of do that when they're raising the girls and doing all the stuff and whatnot? And then Danny kind of answers his own question. It's pretty sad, isn't it? He's <laughs> like, the happiest, this is the happiest day of my life. Joey and Jesse don't even answer. They just look at him with a confused expression and just walk out the door like, yeah, we're going to get ready to hit the hay. So he tells the girls to go to bed and turns their light off. Stephanie asked DJ, do you think they're really going to get a full-time job? And DJ tells her, well, yeah, it sounds like it, most likely. Stephanie asks the million-dollar question. She says, if Uncle Jesse, Joey, and Daddy are all working, who's going to take care of us? And just the look of sadness on DJ's face. She shrugs her shoulders. They act like they're going to become latchkey kids, which was a thing back in the day. Where, if you're not aware of what a latchkey kid is, it's basically a kid who comes home from school, they wear a key on a rope around their neck, and they, at least in the after school specials, and even Small Wonder did an episode about a latchkey kid, who... I guess whether his dad had left him and his mom, his mom was working all the time, so he'd come home and, you know, he'd have to open the door himself and he'd be home by himself until his mom would get off work. That's not the situation. Honestly, it's going to be just fine. And again, I mean, they're probably thinking, well, Uncle Jesse and Joey moved in to help you know, take care of us, and if they're working full-time, then who's going to be here when we get home from school? Oh! Dad, are you okay? Too much Elvis. <laughs> I'm down at the end of Backache Street at Ben Gay Hotel. <laughs> Hello! Hey. Hello! Sorry we're home so late. Oh, that's okay. Dad helped me practice my karate. And he taught me to do Elvis. Presley? <laughs> Just taking care of business. <laughs> How was your day at work? The boss loved our ideas. That's right. Tomorrow we're going to pitch a hurry mark commercial to the client, and if they like it and everything goes well, we got a shot at a full-time job. That's great. Isn't that great, girls? I think so. I guess. Sure it is. Good night, girls. Good night. You know, 
This is so amazing. When you guys first moved in here, you didn't even like each other. And now, you might be working together full time. This is one of the happiest days of my life. It's pretty sad, isn't it? <laughs> Go to bed, girls. gonna get a full-time job sounds like it to me they're pretty excited but if uncle jesse joey and daddy are all working who's gonna take care of us okay so it's pitch day for the hurry mart general store ad and Jesse and Joey are in their office, and uh, <laughs> Michelle comes toddling in. And of course, Jesse picks her up and like, sweetie, where's grandma? And here comes Jesse's mom coming in saying, she's here, she just can't walk as fast as a two-year-old. And Jesse's confused, like, well, mom, why are you bringing her here? You're supposed to be watching her, remember? And she says, no. We agreed that you would take her. I'm like, excuse me, they have a big pitch to take care of. They have their client coming. They don't have time to watch Michelle. Can't Nick take her with him on his in, um, exterminator runs? Oh, that probably wouldn't be a good idea. Oh, the client is running late. That's the issue. Jesse all but begs his mom, like, can't you watch her just a little while longer? How late is this client running? And his mom says, no, honey, I gotta get to school because, you know, she's taking college courses, college classes. And then she stops and takes in their amazing office with an amazing, beautiful view. Right, okay, why does Jesse have his necktie above his collar it's basically right around his neck so i'm guessing it's just because he hasn't had time to adjust it then his mom starts reminiscing about jesse running around in a diaper and oh you've come so so far in life yes i'm sure he had an adorable tushy and i'm sure he still does can you you get you said you gotta go to class go to class Go to class. Why can't you bring Michelle with you to class? There's not a daycare center there that watches people's children. They probably don't have anything like that set up. But even still, they should, if that's the case, then they need to have like a daycare arrangement. But then again, Irene probably said, yeah, I can watch her until I can go to class. So I'm guessing what, this, this client is what, an hour too late? She needs to keep her hands off his tushy. I get it. She's his mother on the show. But there comes a time when that is just, you don't do that. And Jesse says, Mom, you do this every time. He calls her mother. He says, Mother, you do this every time I get a new job. So when he practically shoves his mom out the office door, he's like, Joey, they're coming down the hallway. We got to do something with Michelle. Joey, like, Dashes are under a desk with a duffel bag full of, like, diapers and whatnot. A hide-and-seek that'll last for all of, what, two seconds? I did, ugh. Doesn't seem to be 100% potty trained, so, great. They give her a cookie, like, here, here's a cookie if you stay under the desk. 
Is there nothing in that duffel bag that's a toy or something to, pre to preoccupy? I don't even know how long this pitch is going to last. I mean, it's a whole commercial. They got a bunch of, like, sheets of poster board or whatever outlining the commercial and all that stuff. Here comes the vice president in charge of Hurry Mart. <laughs> oh, the vice president or chief advertisement, what have you, for Hurry Mart. For a split second, you almost could think from the side that this looks like a young Patricia Richardson from Home Improvement who played Jill, but it's not. Okay, this is very distracting. He still has not fixed his tie. It's still above his collar, like sitting right on It's basically around his neck, so I don't know. Maybe someone in wardrobe wasn't paying attention, and by the time they started rolling, it's like just... It's fine. It's not a big deal. So they start running the pitch to her saying how they want to associate people to associate Hurry Mart with great American values. I don't know who did the drawings, but they are very, very, I just, I think they're really, really good. Jesse's brought his guitar because he's going to play the jingle that goes along with the pictures that they've done. To show how the commercial will look like. The Applebee's taking a drive in their station wagon. Oh, there's a banjo there. Oh, that's cool, too. Banjo, guitar. Joey, the man of many hats. The father, as he puts a... It's not a... I don't think it's a fedora, but he puts that on to represent the father. Introducing the mother. He puts on what looks like an Easter hat. Someone will wear to church. Little Timmy, he puts a sideways Detroit Red Wings red and white cap on. Mr. Susie, he puts on a pink cap that has yellow braids tied with red ribbons. Lovable Scruffy, he puts on, Joey puts on another hat with googly eyes, a dog nose, and tongue sticking out of the brim of the hat with floppy brown ears. Um, <laughs> we got to... The, the HR department, I guess, or whatever she is for advertising for Hurry Mart. And she's got this look of confusion, but um, Mr. Uh, Melatesta is looking impressed. He's just like, just go with it. Jenny, sw Jenny, Jesse switches out his guitar for the banjo. And he says, the Hurry Mart switches to a general store. And we see it looks like a little house on the prairie, horse-drawn cared horse and buggy type of situation. Michelle immediately we cut down to where their desk is and we see her popping out the side. Guess she likes the banjo music. Luckily for the guys, uh, the, the HR woman and Mr. Malatesta do not, they're so fixated on what is being presented to them. They don't see Michelle on the bottom. In fact, neither do Joey or Jesse. So now Joey takes on another persona, the grand, the old grandpa man running the, the, uh, the, the general store. So they flip to the next picture and we see the inside of the Hurry Mart where the Applebee's go shopping. Michelle is now out from behind the desk, and she is full-on standing. 
as she starts toddling over, Jesse immediately sees her, takes the the drawing on the poster board and runs over to Michelle and picks her up and kind of tries to hide her behind this big old poster board. It does feel like they are in the mercantile on Little House on the Prairie. There's a potbelly stove with a chair. Everyone's dressed in like Little House on the Prairie outfits. And yeah, it seems like the HR lady is just kind of like confused at first, like, what's going on? <laughs> and Jesse says, help me out here, Joseph. And an old man voice, Joyce says, look, those Applebee's go. Yeah, um, we can see that Michelle's legs are dangling underneath this big picture of the Merkin, the Hurry Mart. Yeah, and he's like, we wave goodbye to the Applebee's as they leave the Hurry Mart. And of course, yeah, you see Michelle's legs and shoot feet dangling. And then the HR lady is looking. She is full on, like, I, what's happening here kind of situation when she looks at Mr. Malatesta. We get another Joey is scruffy. As he goes, <laughs> and Michelle says, Moo. <laughs> Cut back to Mr. Malatesta and the lady in the moo. Stray cow as Jesse reveals Michelle. So they finished the presentation and mentioned that surprising yet adorable cow. <laughs> Hurry, Mart, the great American funeral starts. It's such a catchy, catchy tune. So this is a win-win. As the lady says, you know, I'm not sure how the cow fits in, but I love the concept. And the lady must be getting in on this because she's like, dang, name it, Mr. Malatesta, you got yourself a new account. So obviously they only needed her here, and she is a breath of fresh air compared to the Kitty Krispies ad execs that Joey and Jesse were going up in the Jingle Jingle Hell episode. Like, she's literally, she's smiling, she's in, into it, she's interested. Ugh. Is all the right things, it's all the right facial cues. And she says, and you better make sure these two are working on it. Mr. Malatesta says, Are you kidding? These are my boys. And a matter of fact, they just went to work for me full time. I think, ah, yes! <laughs> it would be ah. Oh, that's so great. That's so great. He tells him before she leaves, smart move. And Mr. Malatesta was like, come on, boys, we got a strategy meeting we got to go to. Uh, you, by the way, you can put the cow back in the barn. Or the stray cow back in the barn. Just leave her in the office. I'm sure she'll be fine. So Jesse decides to come clean to Mr. Malatesta. Says, oh, by the way, Mr. Malatesta, this isn't a stray cow. And it's like, I'm pretty sure he, he knew that already, Jess. And Jesse says, Joey and I have a baby. And, of course, Mr. Malatesta says, hey, look. That's cool. Uh, your personal lives, that's not my business. As long as it doesn't interfere with your work, that's cool with me. <laughs> Michelle, as Mr. Malatesta walks out, she repeats what that lady said. She said, dang, not even. <laughs> Part of me 
wonders if because Joey is kind of looking at Michelle in surprise. Like, he wasn't expecting that. It, was, it just seems like he kind of broke character for a second. Like, what? And he looked like, what was that? It's like, part of me wonders if that wasn't scripted. Like, he just said it. Everything is perfect. Joseph, we've come up with a great campaign. Just think about it, pal. Any moment, our future's gonna come walking right through that door. Hi, people. Michelle. Michelle, where's Grandma? She's here. She just can't walk as fast as a two-year-old. Mother, what are you doing here? I'm dropping the baby off like we agreed. Mom, listen, the client is running late. Can you watch her a little while longer, please? No, no, I'm sorry. I gotta get to school. What a gorgeous office. Mother. You boys are becoming so successful. Thank you. You know, I remember when Jesse was just a little pumpkin running around in his little diaper. <laughs> he had the cutest little tushy. <laughs> Mother, please, you do this every time I get a new job. Do not grab my tushy at work. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Okay.
the great American general store. I'm not sure how the cow fits in, but I love the concept. Now, Latesto, you got yourself a new account. Wonderful. And you better make sure these two are working on it. Are you kidding? These are my boys. As a matter of fact, they just went to work for me full time. Smart move. Woo! Congratulations. <laughs> Come on, guys. We've got a strategy meeting to go to. You can put the stray cow back in her barn. <laughs> uh, Mr. Malatesta, there's something you should know. Uh, this is not a stray cow. <laughs> Joy and I have a baby. <laughs> hey, your personal lives are none of my business. <laughs> So back at the house, Joey and Jesse toast to their new full-time job opportunity. And apparently the champagne is not good because they both just have this disgusted, like, what did I just, Bleh. I'm surprised they didn't spit it back out. Joey got champagne from a can. Gross. I thought he was going to say he got it from, like, a vending machine. And I don't even like champagne. So Danny comes in. He's wearing his San Francisco Giants jacket. And he says, you two missed a Tanner Banner Day. Or a Banner Tanner Day. Danny announces DJ, now the proud owner of a green belt. Their own karate kid. So Danny wants DJ to show... <laughs> Jesse and Joey some moves. And she's like, Dad. And then he says, DJ, I spent a fortune on karate lessons. Why don't you give them a hiya? And DJ just waves, hiya, bye. <laughs> she leaves. Next is Stephanie, the winner of the Golden High for Talent. <laughs> the queen bee of rock and roll. Cute. I love it. It's so cute. Her little Elvis costume with the Elvis wig. She's got a red sash around her waist. Even, yeah, with the wig, has got the sideburns. She says, thank you, boys. I'm going to buy every one of you Cadillac. Jesse, you know, since he's going to dress up Nikki and Alex when they're babies as Elvis impersonators, which their outfits are absolutely just blow this jumpsuit that Stephanie's wearing. They blow it out of the water with how awesome theirs are in season six. And Jesse asks Stephanie, well, how'd you do? And she does a little twirl and says, I was a hunk of hunk of burning hit. And Joey does apologize for them not being able to be there. And Danny's like, hey, don't worry about it. I told the girls she had to work late. Hey, plus, we can watch it later after dinner because I got the whole thing on tape. DJ's karate event and, of course, Stephanie's Elvis performance. He hasn't even, they haven't even told them that they got the full-time job. Jesse says, we got some good news ourselves. We landed a full-time job today. And Danny's eyes just in excitement just frankly bug out of his head. He's like, that's excellent. That's amazing. Congratulations. Oh, DJ and Stephanie. It's like, you may as well just voice your concerns. The family's there. Just let them know how you're thinking or what you're thinking, how you're feeling, which is they're just worried that no one's going to be there to take care of them. No one's going to be there when they get home from school. 
And Jesse and Joey right away notice the girls aren't exactly jumping for joy. They're not enthused. Because Joey's like, hey, girls, aren't you happy for us? And Jesse says, hey, yeah, where's our hugs? There's family hugs whenever the mail comes. Oh, DJ straight out the gate with a, how could you guys do this? And Stephanie asks, yeah, what's going to happen to us? Sweetie, it's going to be just fine. You're going to be okay. I get it. They need to reassure the girls that their needs are going to be met. They are going to be taken care of. Stephanie also adds that we're going to be all alone. We're not coming home to an empty house. Trust me, once you're a teenager, you'll be happy to have an empty house. <laughs> right, the house to myself. Danny sits down and he's like, girls, you know you're always going to be taken care of. I like how Danny is supporting Jesse and Joey and explaining to the girls, this is an important move for the guys. This is a big chance for them. And he tells them, you know, think about the wonderful things they've done for you. And he says, and not because they had to, but because they love you. And Joey even responds, he says, we're never going to leave you girls. He says, we'll still see you every morning before school and every day after work. Why? They're going to be in school for like eight hours. It'll be just fine. How's that any different than Danny getting home from work after like five o'clock or six? It's the same thing. So, you know, every weekend, it's not like they got to work weekends or anything. You know, when Jesse has federal holidays, you know, Christmas, Thanksgiving, all that stuff. And Stephanie says, but it won't be the same. DJ is so, like, but you guys missed today. They'll watch it later after dinner. Danny got it all on tape. Didn't you hear him say it? You know, I know it's not the same thing as being there, but it's like, your dad was there. Why doesn't that matter? It, I, I don't know. It's like these guys have a great opportunity to do something outside of what they're doing, taking care of the girls. You know, they have a right to earn a living. Because it just, uh, I'm not saying that DJ and Stephanie are being selfish right now. They're just voicing their concerns. But the fact that they're like, oh, you, you missed today and you missed yesterday. Okay, Stephanie. You need to calm down. She's been a smidge. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry for getting on him, but she says you're going to miss the rest of our lives. Sweetie, you want to know how long those guys are going to be living in that house? You will be off and graduated and out of high school and living your life by the time that those guys all move out of the house and everyone moves on with their life. It just feels like, yeah. In Fuller House, it just feels like Danny's selling the house. Well, the girls end up moving back into it. But then Jesse's doing his thing. Becky's got her job. The boys, the twins have moved on. They're dropping out of college to run a fish taco truck. Joey's living in Nevada or something. Las Vegas? I don't know. He's like, he's. I don't know if he's even in the state of California living there. He's got his own family. They act like they're moving out of the house. They're not doing that. And the girls hug Joey and Jesse, and Danny just kind of looks at the whole situation with a... I don't know what to say here, because he's trying to get them to understand, but 
Now this puts Joey and Jesse in a conundrum because they're wondering, like, this is a big opportunity for us. How can we turn this down for the, you know, we don't want to turn this down for the girls. Just a toast to our new careers. (laughs) This is the last time I buy champagne in a can. Oh, you're back. You guys missed a major Banner Tanner Day. I'd like to present San Francisco's newest green belt, our own karate kid, DJ Tanner. Show him some moves. Dad. Come on, DJ. I spent a fortune on karate lessons. Give him a little hiya. Hiya. Well, with no further ado, the winner of the Golden Hive Award for Talent, the Queen Bee of Rock and Roll. Yay! <laughs> Thank you, boys. I'm gonna buy every one of you a Cadillac. How'd you do? I was a hunk of hunk of burning love. Hiya! <laughs> We're very sorry we missed you girls today. That's all right. I explained you had to work late again. But good news, I got it all on tape. Great. Now, Joseph and I have a piece of good news ourselves. We landed a full-time job today. <laughs> That's great. Way to go. Aren't you girls happy for us? Yeah, come on, girls. Where's our hug? This family hugs when the mail comes. How can you guys do this? Yeah, what's going to happen to us? We're going to be all alone. Girls, you know you're always going to be taken care of. This job is a big chance for Joey and Uncle Jesse. Think of all the wonderful things they've done for you. And not because they had to, but just because they love you. We're not going to leave you girls. We'll still see you every morning before school. That's right. Every day after work. Not every weekend. All federal holidays. But it won't be the same. You guys missed today. You missed everything yesterday. Now you're going to miss the whole rest of our lives. And we miss you. So now we're down to the basement and Joey and Jesse are using one of those weighted, I'm not even sure what it, it's one of those things where I guess they're putting checkers on either side to balance, it's a balancing machine or something. They're, and Jesse's like, maybe we didn't think things through when we took this position. So Joey says, all right, Jesse. Red checkers are reasons to keep the job, and black ones are reasons to... Reasons to quit? So, one of the black checkers is going to the fact that they get a lot out of raising the kids. It's... Just because you take a full-time job does not mean that you won't be able to ever see the girls again. You'll still have a hand in raising them. You'll have weekends off. So they put a black checker in saying missing the girls is one reason not to keep the job. So Joey puts a red checker in saying that the money that we're making with this job is more money than either of us will ever make in our lives or have ever made up to this point in our lives. Exactly, and he's saying we're not just going to be writing jingles anymore. We're going to coming up with, like, commercial campaigns. Jesse adds a red checker because, you know, it feels really good to be able to 
have this new start with a new career and Jesse or Joey even mentions the office that they were in and just being a part of that. And that's the thing, Danny it's not like Danny's asking them like, hey, he's not asking them to not take this job because you know, I brought you in here to help raise my kids. I mean, the two older girls are going to be in school during the, the majority of the day. Michelle, on the other hand, you would either have to have Jesse's mom take her or a daycare center or something. So, the thing is, now it brings up their own individual careers. Jesse with this music. If I take this job, I'm not going to have time to go on gigs or write music. Nothing he does write music at really that much, but... Even Joey saying, you know, I wouldn't be able to work on bits for my comedy acts. It's like, that's true. However, you're making a substantial more amount of money than either of you have probably gotten from any of the gigs or stand-up acts that you've taken. I got weekends off. I could do something on the weekend. Sometimes things just gotta be pushed to the back burner for a bit. That's just how life is. I don't like the fact that they keep saying they're giving up their dreams to take this position. You're not really doing that. And honestly, they could, they do end up finagling it so they can work at home. That way they can be there when the girls come home from school and they'll work as independent contractors, I guess, in a way. Or they'll be taking you know, advertising or commercial work from the company. They'll just do it from home. Joey brings up a good point. He says, you know, we've had more success with the last three commercials and advertising that we've done than we've had in the years and years of music and comedy. It's like, yes, you definitely have. So Danny comes down with Michelle to say goodnight to Michelle. And then, of course, they add the black checkers in for reasons to not take the job. Yeah, I mean, like, you already technically accepted it. So he has Michelle say goodnight to each of them and kiss them on the cheek. And Danny does say, like, guys, I did not bring her down here to guilt you into not taking this job. All right, maybe there were a few things we didn't consider when we took this job, Joseph. All right, Jess. Red checkers are reasons to keep the job. Black checkers are reasons to quit. All right, well, one major black checker is that we get a lot of great things out of raising these kids. I never thought I'd say this before, but I dig being Mr. Mom. I never thought I'd say this, but I think you look smashing in an apron. <laughs> All right. Missing the girls is one good reason not to keep the job. On the other hand, the job pays more money than we've ever seen in our lives, and that is a major red checker. Right. And we wouldn't just be writing jingles anymore. We'd come up with whole commercial campaigns. I mean, that's a big step up. Plus, we like what we do. All right, red checker. And it did feel great sitting in that big office, being out in the real yeah. world. King me, you got it. <laughs> well, it's like going to work. I guess so. Joseph, there's one thing I'm forgetting. My music. I mean, if we took this job, there wouldn't be any time to write or play gigs. That's a major part of my life. Stack of black. And hey, I'd have no time to work on my comedy. I mean, what good would this bullwinkle voice be at the office? Black checker. 
All right, Joseph, really think about this. Now, are we, are we ready to give up our dreams for this? I don't want to. Neither do I. But you have to admit, we've had more success in the last three months of advertising than of all those years in music and comedy. Red checker. Red checker. Oh, boy. You know, Jess, life is like a salad bar. You have all these great choices, but you can't help but think to yourself, how often are they changing those beats? <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi. Somebody wants to say goodnight. Uh, see, we're back. Say goodnight, Joey. Goodnight, Joey. Night, night, Michelle. Oh, I love you, Michelle. Checker. <laughs> night, night, Jesse. I swear I didn't do this to make you feel guilty. She really wanted to say goodnight. Mm. Good night. Good night. Oh boy. So Joey and Jesse go to Mr. Malatesta and say that they're having second thoughts. And of course, Mr. Malatesta is surprised by this. He says, Oh. And Jesse says, well, part of our job basically is sitting and coming up with these ideas, right? Well, so technically it wouldn't matter where we're sitting when we come up with these ideas, right? And Mr. Malatesta asks, is this a trick question? Like, he's kind of like, I'm trying to follow you, but I'm confused. So, Jesse pretty much turns to Joey. Jesse, again, why is... No, he does have his tie under his collar. Okay, I was a little worried. <laughs> like, eh, I don't like that. But anyway, Jesse turns to Joey, and Joey fields this one. He says, sir, it would solve a lot of our problems if we could just work at home. Which, honestly, I don't see that being a problem. And I don't think he should either. And they're a phone call away. They need to, you know, get down there and stuff like that. And Mr. Malatesta asks, you want to work at home? And Joey says, yes, sir. Jesse and I, we have some dreams that we're not ready to give up yet. Which, of course, he's referring to, you know, Joey's comedy and Jesse's music career. In a way, it's almost like you're trying to have the best of both worlds. Which, in some cases, you, you can. You can do that. You know, depending on if you have a flexible job. You don't necessarily need to be in the office. You can just... And the thing is... Being this is the late 80s, they, but they do have a computer, but I don't believe they would have had, like now, they probably just were like, okay, we got the idea, let's email it to the client or our boss, and, you know, simple, simple. And Jesse says, yeah, we have these kids that we would really miss, and Mr. Malatesta says, oh, right, the stray cow. <laughs> So Mr. Malatesta says, you know, I, I suppose I could technically hire you as a, on a project-by-project project basis. And I guess he can't grasp this concept. He's like, well, this is a little unusual, but, I mean, if working at home makes you happy. So was this such a foreign, like, concept that barely existed, people working from home in 89 compared to 2023? It just seemed like it you know, I'd rather have you here in the office so that way if I need to get to you, I can just go down to your office. And But 
he'd have to just call them on the phone and hope they're there. He does mention about how it would be an inconvenience for him. Like, if I need to get a hold of you, I gotta call you if you're not there. What am I doing? Leaving a message on your answering machine? So, Mr. Malatesta says, I think it'd be best for every uh, everyone concerned if you guys just, you know, got out of here. The look on their faces, they look like he just told them, you know, I'm not even going to deal with this. Just you guys, I'm not going to deal with that hassle. You guys are fired. I'll find someone else. That's the look on their face. Yes! He says, you know, to go home and go to work. He says, I love you guys. It's a deal. See, that is amazing. Honestly, that is, he is such an awesome boss. He's so cool. He's willing to work with them so that way they can balance, you know, working from home and also taking care of, you know, the girls. But, and the fact that they landed him three accounts, it's like, oh, do you think I'm getting rid of you? Heck no. Of course not. You guys can go home, get started on your work. He is like the coolest boss. However, in the IQ man... Let's just put a pin in it for next week's episode. <laughs> Does not come off in the greatest light, I'm telling you. Oh, they do the laugh. <laughs> He's like, I got you. <laughs> you should see your face, son. He is a funny guy. <laughs> he walks out the door. Ah, uh, here's the fam coming in with flowers for the office. And then, of course, that's when Jesse and Joey are like, put him back in the car. We're going home. We're just going to work from home. And Jesse goes to, oh, Mr. Malatesta, this is our kids and this is Danny. And, of course, Mr. Malatesta again reminds them, now, uh, remember, your personal lives are none of my business. For heaven's sake. He walks out of the office looking at Danny. Danny says, we brought you some new plans for your new office to go with the potted tree over in the corner there they also brought a couple i don't know whether those are ferns or palm leaves or whatever but jesse no no all right you pack them in the car and take them home because that's where we're working from now on of course the girls are thrilled okay dj slow your roll because she says did you guys quit your jobs for us so it's funny how it feels like she's backpedaling like, oh, at first it's like, how could you do this to us? But then it's like, did you quit your jobs for us? You didn't have to do that. No, of course not. And <laughs> she sounded like happy. Did you quit your jobs for us? And he says, no, we didn't quit. We just arranged it so we could work at home and take care of you girls. They should have instituted the red light so that way the girls aren't coming down into Joey's basement apartment slash you know, their office when they're working. Like, if the red light is on, it means Joey and I are working on an advertising project and you are not to come down for any reason. I think that's a good idea. They should have installed that. I mean, granted, it makes sense when, you know, he makes that space into the studio, but I think that even would have helped, you know, them when they're working on their advert, you know. Um, <laughs> Stephanie asks, Daddy, can you do your TV show at home? I'd be like, uh, honey, I don't think that would be an option. Not every job can be done at home. 
Granted, now we have more capabilities to do some jobs via home. A lot of, you know, computer work and stuff. But um, they did not all jobs you could do that with. Like, I'm sure I couldn't manage a theater from my apartment. But you actually have to be there and be managing people, so. And he says, no, honey, all those crew people would scuff up our floors. And he does explain to him, you know, unfortunately, most parents' jobs aren't that flexible. Yeah, like, like take people that work in factories and stuff. You you can't work from home. What are you going to do? Take the pieces home? You're not going to have the machinery to put the pieces on. Exactly. And he says, hey, look, before we leave, we got to check out this view because this office is not going to be ours. As soon as we walk out the door, it's going to be assigned to somebody else. Let's see if we can find our house. <laughs> so out this window, I don't think I mentioned it, but out this window, this view, there is a... I forgot what it's from Season 8 Comments Excellent Adventure. It's like a tower, Quake Tower. I can't remember what it is. It, it might be that. Um, yeah. Quake Tower. That's what it is. It's at Pioneer Park. Oh, that would be that would be cool. Not just the full house house to visit and to get pictures in front of, even though it doesn't look like you know the full house house. But Quake Tower would be cool. Oh, it opens at 10 a.m. Oh, that was, oh, it's a 210-foot tower in the Telegraph Hill neighborhood of San Francisco, offering panoramic views all over the city. And they, oh, I want to go to California. I want to see the Full House House. I want to see Golden Gate Bridge. I want to be able to do all of that. Is That's one of my dreams. I haven't been to California, and I haven't been to New York. But let's finish up this episode. So they all head out on the balcony and they're like, come on, Michelle. And DJ's asking, well, wouldn't it be over there? And Joey and Jesse are pointing like, yeah, over, you know, far to the left. And of course, Michelle shuts the door and it locks. Why an automatic lock? Oh my gosh. Chase, like, put some heft into that shutting of the door. And that's intentional. As soon as she shuts it, they all turn and realize, oh, we're stuck on this balcony. It's more like, it just seems more like a, a patio balcony in a way, because it's got like f plants and it's got tiled flooring and everything like that. And Michelle is just going to sit in that chair and flip through a magazine that's on the, uh, lamp table. I was trying to get her attention. Michelle, Michelle, she's purposely ignoring them. No, she is purposely, she's, she's grinning. She's like, oh no, I'm going to flip through this magazine, even though I can't read it. Danny's like, Michelle, open the door. You boys want to see me about something? Sure. Uh, sir, Jesse and I are having some second thoughts. Oh, let me ask you something, sir. Our job is to sit down and come up with brilliant ideas, right? So it wouldn't really matter where we're sitting when we come up with these brilliant ideas, right? Is this a trick question? No, 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 no. The point is that it doesn't really matter where we're sitting. Okay, yeah, it was a trick question. Joey, you see, sir, it would solve a lot of our problems if we could work at home. 
Work at home? Yes. Um, Jesse and I have some dreams that we're not ready to give up yet. That's right. We have these kids that we'd really miss. All right, the stray cow. <laughs> I suppose I could hire you on a project-by-project project basis. It's a little unusual, but working at home makes you happy. Although it would be inconvenient for me. I guess it'd be best for everyone concerned if you guys got out of here. To go home and go to work. I love you guys. It's a deal. <laughs> lives are none of my business. <laughs> we brought you some plans for your new office. All right, everybody, pack them up in the car and take them home, because that's where we're working from now on. All right! Yeah. Oh, did you guys quit your jobs for us? Well, no, we didn't quit. We just arranged it so we could work at home. Daddy, can you do your TV show at home? No, honey. All those crew people would scuff up our floors. <laughs> Unfortunately, most parents' jobs aren't that flexible. Hey, before we go home, you guys got to check out this view. Oh, yeah. Come here. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see if we can find our house. Come on, Michelle. It's out there. Okay. Yeah. Come on, Michelle. Right. Anything, like, over there? Great. Yeah, we'll your right. Here, oh, left. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. clip stephanie said i didn't catch you the first time but stephanie said it's cold outside i don't know what type of year it is but i mean she's wearing a it's not a heavy jacket it's more of like a maybe a mid to late fall jacket but even still i mean i don't want to be locked out on a patio if i can't get in Hoy. but that's the episode i hope you all liked it so Best outfit, Stephanie's Stephanie's red Scotty sweater. I loved it. Worst outfit, like I said, going to DJ's white and black polka dot sweater. Just not a fan. Let's see here. Tanner Teachable moment is just this. Again, I'm not speaking from experience because I don't have children and I've never potty taught. I myself, yes, I potty trained a long time ago. <laughs> um, but just take it with ease. Maybe even a reward system sounds like, you know, positive encouragement, stuff like that. Um, when it comes to Jesse and Joey... I get it. They kind of do want to have the best of both worlds. And, you know, again, even Danny said it, even back then, most parents' jobs aren't flexible enough for them to work from home. Nowadays, depending on the job, you could work from home. Didn't most people spend all of 2020 basically working from home and some of 2021? Yeah. As fun as that probably sounds when you, you have no choice to do it, it's probably not as fun as if you voluntarily, like, I'll just work from home. 
I mean, it's cool if you want to do that, which who honestly wouldn't, but I don't know. But if you're forced to do it because you can't leave your house, um, yeah, that's not a good thing. So, like I said, I hope you enjoyed the episode, and let's talk about the next episode in the Joey and Jesse career journey. I, I just The thing is, I don't want to make this title so long because when I put it into SoundCloud, if I put it too long of a title, I'll have to shorten it up. So we'll just call that the working ti- uh, title for this series of episodes. So yes, we're going to jump ahead to season four with episode three, The IQ Man, which aired October 5th, 1990. In this episode, Jesse and Joey's latest client asked them to compromise their morals while shooting a commercial. If we're talking about compromising morals, it's more on Jesse's end because they're shooting a commercial for IQ Man Cologne. And it's basically a a shower scene commercial with Jesse as the star, and this lady is just very sexual harassment, 110%. I would not be comfortable with that client. I would be. But then again, it just it seems like blurred lines, and I don't want to really get into that whole thing with that. With Yeah, so we're just going to put a pin in that. But it's just, it's not fair to Jesse, and this is a turning point with Joey and Jesse and do they stay working for a company because their boss is no help when it comes to expressing how they feel again their morals are compromised when you're doing something that you don't feel comfortable with where you feel like you're almost I don't know but anyway that is the episode and also it's career day (laughs) At DJ School. So that also kind of ties the two plots in a little bow there. So look forward to that next week. And then, of course, after that, we have Season 6's Radio Dates, which will close out the Joey and Jesse career journey. So have a good weekend. And... If I don't, I don't say it enough, but thank you all for listening. Bye-bye.